listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. And welcome to the 41st episode of the AntsMarching.org podcast. I am Matt. With me are 41! Joe and Play Jake. 41! 41! That's actually, 41. actually not Jake. That's Jake's family at his house in the background that you're hearing yelling. Uh, so welcome to our hell. <laughs> Jake and Joe, how are you guys doing? I am uh, very well. I'm very tired. Thank you. And yourself? Doing well. Thanks, Joe. Doing good. Also tired after a bunch of DMB shows, visiting friends and other concerts. If anybody was impatiently waiting for this episode to come, we had to delay because Joe was once again on tour. Joe Two Sets. <laughs> so what did you what you see this week, Joe, or the last over the last couple week and a half or so? Um, so we talked last. It was right after the Milwaukee Summerfest show, and then so nice little trip down to Chicago, where we saw to Northerly Island. We saw DMB two two nights there, Friday Saturday, Fourth of July, fireworks uh, going on, uh, and then uh, to the next stop after that, Cincinnati, Ohio. Well, Joe, let's ask the question that everybody's dying to know. How awesome was Can't Stop with the Ladies? <laughs> <laughs> I was very um, um, not happy when Can't Stop came on. The person that was next to me was like really excited. And I said, all right, good, great. You'd be really excited. I'm just going to chill. Um, it was all right. I mean, the ladies do a cool little um, – Little little couple verses that I was like, whoa, whoa what was that? Oh, that's kind of cool because I was kind of tuned out. Um, but you know, it was all right. It was, it was better than can't stop without it. If that you know, <laughs> didn't get worse. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I, I guess suppose you could say a turd with whipped cream on it is better than a turd without it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you were forced to make a decision there. So a turd with the lovely ladies is better too. <sighs> good sure. Point. That's a true point. I don't know. Lovely ladies with whipped cream. It was the low point of the show. Um, even at, even users or even uh, users who were there, it was a, it was below the Mendoza line for sure. Um, Is that what we're calling it now? I think so. Right, Jake. Uh, we could call it the what's a good even song that gets a zero every time. Even below. Flow. The- Below the 27 line. Yeah, but I think the big news today, though, is that <laughs> is that LeBron is returning home, and since Joe is from Ohio, and LeBron's going back to Ohio, that means they'll be tour buddies, and now uh, Joe has a little, little road buddy to, to go see some shows with. Yeah, maybe I can catch a flight with him on his private plane, but yeah, coming to Cleveland, my hometown where I grew up, he's coming home. So well, I don't really follow him, but hey, nice job, LeBron. <laughs> Well, so did you? Uh, what was your favorite show, Joe? That, I mean, did you? Any, what were your highlights, right, from from you, from the tour this week? From these last three, yeah. Um, highlights were, I mean, um, Northern Island. I mean, I just awesome. The weather was really good. It was a little bit, you know, maybe a little bit on the colder than expected. Side, it's supposed to be in five days before the show. They were thinking it was going to be ninety-four degrees. Thankfully, it came down from there, but. Um, Awesome clear skies, cool sunsets. It had the very kind of festival feel because of the way that the stage is built. The stage is really elevated, it's, you know, festival style elevated stage. So the um, the band, when you're in the pit, the band is way above you, really high, um, which makes it good because everybody can see, um, including the short people. Um, but um, definitely feels kind of weird because you're kind of like constantly looking up. Um, 
the st- the side stands. I kind of ventured around and went to the side stands. They have some like bleachers kind of air- on both sides of the venue. Not too bad of a view from those either. So that worked out pretty good. It seemed pretty easy to get to and from the to and from the quote unquote island, even though it's really not an island. Um, versus you know if you if people remember Governor's Island and the um, crap uh, that you had to go through to get to Governor's Island. No no problem like that. At least I didn't take the ferry. I did the walking pass, so maybe I'm misspeaking if those of you guys took the ferry and it was a mess. Um, so the venue was really cool. Um, shows were, shows were, were pretty cool, too. Um, good time. Um, I mean, got a sledgehammer um, to close the set, which um, people seemed pretty big into. There were at least people were dancing pretty hard at that point. So um, Chicago's really good. And then Cincinnati, um, you know... Um, I probably held a little bit higher standards being the, the, the sixth show going, you know, no in a row going to, and, you know, they surprised a the little Gravedigger debut, and then, you know, the uh, f- too much fake into Halloween, which, um, if you ever want to see Halloween, go to Riverbend. And the, the other <laughs> nice thing about... Another nice thing about Riverbend is I actually didn't sweat my full body weight at Riverbend this year. Well, like every other year, that that is... The stickiest and most humid venue that I've ever been to. It's right on the Ohio River. It's not like a not like a Texas dry heat. You know, I, I even been to West Palm and those. The Riverbend is the most humid, sticky. Um, you just sweat oh, the entire time. Duck and butter amphitheater. Yeah, it was <laughs> this year. It was only about fifty percent of my body weight, so it wasn't wasn't quite as bad. So so only um, about only about fifty five pounds. Joe's a nice spelt 110 lately. Did you, uh, were you able to hear, I have not listened to the show yet, so uh, I'm just curious if you were able to hear the butterfly tease in Cincy uh, mm-hmm. pretty clearly. Yep, yep, it was pretty, uh, it was very obvious. Um, I actually sh- shot out a tweet about it. Um, somebody up in the front on the rail had a little butterfly, um, like multi-cardboard cutout shape butterfly and um caught dave's attention with it dave played um the intro just like the chords and saying what is it your love is like a butterfly um or whatever the first line is and that was it stopped um so that person got their one line of butterfly and that was about it so wasn't anything planned didn't even really flow is just because somebody was holding up a sign and usually he doesn't follow that. Usually he doesn't really do what people will hold up a sign for, but this time he did. And later in the show, I think after the main, after the acoustic set, I think he went over and signed it, the, the sign. That's pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. I like the looks of that um, encore, actually. I know Sister gets kind of a, a low vote, and that's actually the only song that, that fell below the line for this. This is actually takes over as the highest rated show of the tour, show flow wise. It's um it's like sixty percent, so it's really highly rated. Um, but Sister is the only one that dips below. I don't mind it, but apparently it's starting to wear on people a little bit. But I really think Good Good Time and then Why I Am is a real interesting encore, and it's different, right? I mean, have we seen? I mean, Good Good Time will sneak in there, but Why I Am is that the first time it's ever closed the show? As far as I know, it is, yes. No, I like and that. Good, yeah. And we were supposed to get Good Good Time in the Encore in Chicago, um, but they had to cut it for time. And that's probably the one downside about the Chicago venue. It is a very strict, hard 11 o'clock curfew. City of Chicago will freaking yank the power. They have no love loss about that. So they were hard off the stage um, before 11, and they had Good Good Time, and they had to cut it. Um, so I think if he he did a little filler of don't drink, and then and he's talking about sister being the lowest. What's really interesting about sister from Riverbend is 
That was an ad. It was the reverse situation in Riverbend. Riverbend, they had a whole bunch of time left, and they were finishing. They only had a couple more songs left, so um, they go and throw Sister in there to add another song. And ironically, that's the lowest-rated song on the entire show. So I wonder what the rating would be if we took we took Sister out. It'd be it would be significantly the top, the one of the top shows or the top show of the tour. That's a really good point. I mean, I don't blame Chicago for for being strict about the curfew. It's not like they have anything like massive gun violence to worry about. I mean, definitely noise at a public venue is something that should be at the top of all of their lists in that city. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, the venue actually pen, points out towards the lake too, and I find it hard to believe that um, the noise would disturb. But maybe it's more about just. Um, the crowds leaving the it's, concert. It's probably an ordinance. Like, it doesn't matter where it is. It's strictly an ordinance, and no matter where you are, even if, let's say you're out in the middle of nowhere, if you're within the city limits or whatever, you're under the same rules as somebody who's next door to, you know, a residential area. Right, yep. That's so, a bummer. Yeah, it's just and I mean, that, that, that venue is not having any... Um, any issues getting concerts there are concerts happening there every weekend sometimes you know multiple concerts and um that's just crazy that you know that they wouldn't you know find some way to extend that time so so bella showed back up uh during your run what was the best bella song you heard well yeah so um he came back he didn't come back to the last three here unfortunately um, but we did get the lovely ladies, which was um, my first with the ladies. Um, th- this tour, um, Bella. Um, I think I said this in the last podcast, but I mean, cornbread. It's made. It's made for you know banjo. He dominated it. Sounded awesome. So um, I, I'm. I put. Bread, but I guess now that you guys got a chance, the show is out and available to download. I don't know if you got a chance to listen. Do you guys? Did you guys have one that you liked if it's the best? I really thought that um, Drunken Soldier was fantastic with with Bella. I thought it really, really sounded good. I, I, I of all the, I think I listened to all his performances. Now I thought that was the one that really stood out to me as the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, How about you, Matt? Uh, oh, this is bad. I haven't heard it yet. But I'm going to I'm going to jump on board at least with Jake and say Drunken Soldier I'm the most excited to see. How about that? Um I'm sure oh, he sounds great. I I really like that line of songs that he played. Um but I would say Drunken Soldier is the song I'm most interested to hear uh Bela on. I I thought it sounded fantastic too. I really and it's a song I like anyway. Um However, I thought he even added more to it. So I, I thought it really, really added another layer of depth to the song. Mm. How's that? I like yeah. that. I like it. <laughs> well, what about you, Joe? Uh, still cornbread. Still cornbread. Oh, he did? Yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason, I, I thought Jake My took over, first of all. God <laughs> almighty, put the beer down. It's so hot here. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm in the zone, man. It's been a long week. <laughs> It's been a really Joe, long real week. quick, um, which song did you like by Bella the best? Um, oh, I'm so glad we got to that question. Still uh, cornbread. Still <laughs> cornbread. <laughs> well, thankfully, this is going to be a short one. Hey, we're recording here at, what is this? It's nearly 6 o'clock in the evening on the uh, the West Coast. So that means wow. it's well past Jake's bedtime. He's already got his Depends on for the night. <laughs> and uh, and Joe. They're comfy. Whatever. <laughs> um. So yeah, so 
tonight he just, he just mean he has his night pair on he, he, he's always got them on the night yeah. depends these are the ones that breathe a little bit more right they have that built-in yeah. kind of oh, so they let you, yeah they let you go a good eight hours <laughs> of just sitting in your own um fecal matter oh it's the best oh great well we're recording during a show I, some some kind of sacrilege to some people we don't care uh, but it's everybody's favorite. Uh, I don't know if the venue is the word, but everyone's favorite city. Um, I think it fits right up there in the armpit of America, personally. But uh, good old Hartford, Hartford, yay, Hartford, yay! One of us actually lived near there for a while. Yes, I did. I lived in in lovely Bristopolis for uh, a good many years. So I've yep. been to three shows in Hartford, I believe. And you're talking D&B shows? Yes. I don't think yeah. I've seen anyone else there. I, I don't believe I have. I think Yeah, no, this isn't the Phil Collins podcast, Joe. <laughs> I would love a Phil Collins podcast. <laughs> awesome. Oh, God. Did you hear Susudio Acoustic? Wow. Susudio. Oh, yeah. I've only seen one show there, but I, ha- I did go there. When, did, when show? You, did you see your show? I was there on July 17th, 2004. That's when but it they, was uh, ctnow.com. But they never played a single night there before, did they? Uh, probably not. Um, let me see. Uh, correct. They played the night before. That was a 61704 jam the night before. Oh, I love that little thing. Uh, wrong. Oh, yeah, but it is. It, it was, But it was played on 716 as well, so just a little confusion there. Uh, let's see. Anything that stood out. That was the first watchtower of the tour, interestingly enough. Uh, this was 04, so we had the four new songs, right? Hello Again, Sugar Will, Crazy Easy. I play Crazy Easy? Yep. And uh, what was that other one? Uh, Joyride. We got all of those. We got Good Good Time. It's, it's, we got we got Fool to Think. Yay! It's, it's not a great show. It's not a great show. There's so many. There's so many things you could just say at Hartford, and we could probably name like what top ten, or you, you know that we could go on forever. But even we just did top five like memorable things that first come to mind when you hear Hartford. I mean, first comes to me is the riots. Um, yes, the good old riots of 1999. Yeah, that's got to be the number one. Um, uh, number two is just that one show that I think we actually talked about on maybe the last podcast that just had. Was opening the tour and the band just smacked everybody across the face with um, the types of songs they were playing, Kit Kat Jam and and others. Um, JTR, Jake, hello again. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of when you hear uh, of Hartford, Jake? Well, the first thing I think of is a vomitorium because I just have that picture in my mind. I've I've been there three what? times and What's two a times. A, well, it's it's a place where people throw up everywhere because that's all the lawn is. It's just fifteen year old kids throwing up everywhere. And I've been on the lawn twice there, and it's just – I'll never forget in, in 1998, I, I went with my, my now wife at the time, just girlfriend, and we were standing out there in the lawn, and before the show even started, somebody just went yak Olympics like 10 feet from us. <laughs> and it just happened to be in a pathway where everybody was walking through. Oh. So we were just watching people walk and just hit the vomit and slide. Oh, it's just oh the, slip and slide. Oh, it's just the most disgusting thing. I mean, really, if 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 you're into 15 year olds vomiting, the lawn in Hartford is the place to be. <laughs> uh, Hartford is also like in like the worst location as we as Matt kind of already mentioned before. Um, I didn't mention it before because but before the podcast was recording, we mentioned it. 
Yeah. Um, that doesn't you, count. You, I think. No, I thought you just entered it as the armpit of of America two seconds ago. Oh well, I did. I I thought you meant like the location in the city, though. Oh, okay. Well, that too. Um, but the, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the old highlight arena. It's 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 it, right in this magazine. So they actually postpone the, the, the tonight show, the Friday show. And I'm gonna shouldn't really say postpone, but they move it back an hour in advance every year because. It's a mess trying to get to that venue. Um, from when I've been there, most people ditch their car somewhere not even anywhere remotely close to the venue and just make a haul or find a taxi to make the final the final mile leg. It's a real mess. Speaking of ditching one's car in Hartford, that show I went to, the only one I went to in Hartford, uh, this was back when I, I – I'm friends with a few of the, um, the tapers. They're not, not the guys who do it anymore, but back, back in the mid-2000s. And I would go hang out with those guys, and um, I parked in a parking lot, obviously. I was driving my 97 Acura Integra, this little two-door stick that I loved. And I parked it in the parking lot, and I was a little leery. I'm like, ah, geez, you know, because I have come out at the Gorge. Uh, was it the Gorge? I think so. Or No, 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 Darien Lake or something. And I came out to some chick sitting on the hood of my car, and I was like, uh... And then when I came back after the show, there was a piece of gum stuck to my my hood, which <laughs> I just, people are so great, right? So uh, this wasn't your night. This wasn't not your Hartford, nice no. But I'm just saying, like that, just giving background why I'm leery about parking lots and vehicles and things like that. Um, so I was like, ah, this 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 parking lot's kind of shady, but you know what am I gonna do? I come back after the show. There is a golf ball sized dent in my passenger side door. It looked like someone took a golf ball and teed off and hammered one against the side of my car. Now, what I'm thinking what it was was a football. Somebody was throwing around a football, yeah. the, the point of the ball, just boom, direct hit. But what the hell? What a shithole that city is. It could have been a riot stick chasing someone down, also. <laughs> it could have been. And I'm, been I am that. full support of bulldoze in that entire city. So Hart- the Hartford uh, tailgating scene is unlike any other. It probably has the highest rate ratio of people tailgating that aren't even going to the show. Oh, I thought you were going to say rapes and assaults to people there. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I ha- I'm not sure exactly on the numbers there. Uh, maybe it is the top one there. Um, but so many, and it's very young, very, very young, probably underage um, tailgaters. Uh, when, one year that I went there... I literally, they would they sent police horses into the where we were standing, and they would run the horse physically into people, like knock people over with the horse. It was the most insane thing. You you would think, hey, we're just people are standing here, they're not even doing anything wrong, and they will just drive the horse, you know, slow walk, but just constantly into the group of people to to break it up. It was the most insane thing, and the other insane thing that I remember from. Hartford Tailgate is the mo- the longest series of ambulance line I've ever seen. They, they right outside the venue. They literally, I'm not joking. Should have wish I had a picture. Fifteen, fifteen. Yes, it, I could count to fifteen. That's how many um, ambulances just lined up, ready to take people out or to use it. I mean, it's it just absolutely insane mess. And, you know, these, these were actually the years after the riot um, happened. So to think, geez, before the riot and when they had all this police coverage, the madness that Hartford was. So speaking of that 04 show, one quick note, it is available for download on, on Ants. So if you want to grab it, go ahead. 
Uh, but it is the first show of the 2004 tour that the DMB Live set list um, actually referred to those four new songs as their proper names. Uh, prior to that show, that tour, they were all new song number one, two, three, and four. So this was the first show where they got their names live. That was, I think it was right before that show. Um, Stefan did an interview with Callie, who we host all of his interviews mm-hmm. with the band at our site. And um, Callie had question, asked a question in, in a certain way saying, you know, I think we know what the song titles are. And Stefan was sort of smirking going, oh, really? Well, tell me what you think they are. And of course, exactly what he said were the names of the four songs. The crazy easy sugar well, and Stefan was kind of surprised, like, "Oh wow, you guys knew that?" <laughs> like, um, yeah, that's what we do for a living. And one other note: the Jimmy thing, which, if you can guess, received a downvote from me in the uh, show flow. The notes, <laughs> Jake, you probably remember this. The outro lyrics of Jimmy thing are about the horrid smell at the venue. Welcome to Hartford. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Dave. That's my favorite Jimmy thing of all time now. Yeah, I, that might actually get almost change me to a neutral vote, let alone uh, from a negative. <laughs> Not quite good enough to go to a positive, but it might switch up to a neutral. Well, I, I have to I have to say for my my memories of Hartford, uh, the the 1997 show I went to, that's the one that's uh, if you go over to the columns and I think it's called The Night We Lost Jimmy and you can read the whole story about how we lost a guy named Jimmy, and I drove from Bristol to Hartford three times looking for the guy because he got a wee bit intoxicated. So that's not exactly the greatest memory in the world for me. But I liked the other two shows in 98, um, including the um, August 1st, 1998 show, which was night two, where I finally wasn't in the vomitorium known as Lawn. They actually played Stir It Up for the first time. That was mm. the very first Stir It Up. Did you I know? Just- I was just thinking that they really. I wish they would bring back a little, um, a little Marley. I think the most recent that we got was Exodus. Uh, and was that an, a Fonzie um, like intro? It wasn't even like the full band, was it? I mean, it's, yeah, that it's, was just. Yeah, that was the intro on something. Yeah, so it's been a while since we actually got a full band. That was the right. Hollywood Bowl in two thousand and seven. Uh, no, the, I haven't put in the no. all of them yet. He did one this year. <laughs> oh, he, he did. He did an Exodus intro. He did a uh, he did a stirred up intro, a stirred up intro. Yeah, but this yeah. this Hollywood Bowl show shows that the Marley brothers, you know, uh, uh, Stefan and Ziggy Marley sang. Uh, yeah, they sang Exodus in that show. But that's a full song, though, right? That is the full song. They have not done Exodus since then, right? Even though it's their best cover song, they do. Man, listen to the set list: A Dream So Real, Two Step Twenty Seven, Crush Thirty Four. Idea of you, don't drink cornbread, die trying, ehe, lie in our grave, shotgun, 41, exit, uh, warehouse, exodus, stay, and uh, ABI into Gray Street. That is the show most requested by using the ants vote for live tracks to be a live tracks. Ah. So you see that we pay attention to those things. Looks Doesn't like mean have, anything, but go ahead. We have two sources from the show, too. We have John Koch's tape and Scott Brown's as well, if you want to download it. Wow. Go yes, go get him. Go get some. That was a very good show. Yeah, the uh, the August first ninety eight show. Getting back to Hartford. Sorry. That that was the um, the encore was Crash, and then in the intro to Watchtower when when Stirred Up played. But that is one of those just you know random shows in ninety eight that nobody really knows about with you know Seek Up, Rapunzel, Forty One, Don't Drink, Granny, Two Step Crush, Say Goodbye, Stone, Best, Lover, Lay Down. Oh my God! Stay, what a run. Satellite, Billy's. Say goodbye, the stone, best of what's around, and lover lay down. 
That's yep. a pretty solid four song run. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, not, not a bad little show that nobody, you know, if I didn't just read it off to you and you weren't at the show, you wouldn't even bother clicking on it. Well, it is it's, Hartford. Yeah, it's Hartford. That's <laughs> it. And the funny thing is, I, I, I like that show. I have, a, I have a more memory of the night before, really, just because of the vomitorium and everything that happened out there. So, and that was actually my first last stop. I remember that, the um, Friday show. I always remember your first last stop. Yeah, ended with uh, typical situation in the encore, which I actually liked. Yes, like, I did. Say goodbye two nights in a row. Yeah, how you like that? What's up with that? First say goodbye of the uh, summer tour. Too. And second. <laughs> I saw them both. Those first are my answer. two favorite ones that year on the <laughs> summer tour. Well, okay, so if you're from Hartford, now we throw the cursory apology in. Sorry, not sorry, but, you know, it hey, is what it is. I was actually born in Connecticut, so this is like me like using my Indian card where I can make fun of things where I'm from yeah. and you can't claim anything. So I'm from Connecticut, so there's nothing you can do about it. The yeah. other two guys, you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah, and if you're, if you're an adult and have the means to move somewhere and you still live in Hartford, that's your fault. That's your problem. That's a choice. Uh, so I think that's as good a time as any to wrap up the first segment here. We're going to try to keep this thing a little under control. It is Friday night, and Joe needs to get ready for another concert. I mean, at least odds are he does. But uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about the Florida run coming up. Uh, a little news about the Jacksonville stream as well. News just uh, broke today. And we will take your Twitter questions. All right. You're listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. podcast uh thanks for listening good to have you guys here a couple things before we before we uh you know wrap up the second wrap up get started with the second segment here first of all uh if you're not aware on the discussion forums for ants we have a thread for every podcast episode um a lot of good discussion happens there but i get a sense that not everybody knows that we have kind of like a chat thread to talk about the podcast so feel free to head over to um dmb discussion sub forum on the uh on the discussion boards and you know throw your thoughts in go ahead hey blast away at, at me for sure at, you know make fun of joe's uh roadie status make fun of jake's age um and the fact that pretty much any opinion that he holds ends up being wrong factually you know anything you want anything you want um uh, Hit us up on the discussion forums and and we'll we'll answer you. We'll talk we'll talk shop. You know the podcast goes on after the recording stops. Also, oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah, yeah. At the prodding of Joe and Jake, I've I've decided to go ahead and say if anybody wants to sponsor the breaks during the show. I mean, we play the little bumpers of uh, songs, but we are totally open to sponsorships. Um, 
of anything you got out there, any swag, stuff like that, you know. But yeah, you want you want an advertisement? Uh, let us know. We can we can bumper you in at the beginning, the middle, or the end of the uh, episode. So we'll start uh, we'll start the bidding at five cents. At five cents, and we'll and we'll if you want to go for a dollar, go for a dollar. Go crazy, penny increments. But it helps it helps us keep the site going. Um, so um, and thank you to everybody that's helped contribute and been a helped out the community here the dmv community the ants community hey do you remember the text ads that we used to do we got the idea from waldo and the guys over at nancy's when they were running them oh and they were little mini square banners and you could could do it for like on the cheap um like you know you could do it with for like two bucks or whatever right Mm mm-hmm yeah that that, that is way back before google even existed (laughs) like i mean really Oh my gosh, things have changed so much. I vaguely remember us doing that. Yeah, because I remember people would just put up like something funny or personal. Hey, whatever. They just, uh, yeah. Well, and, you know, like Facebook kind of does that now. They let you sponsor. They you can promote your post, and you can choose how much money you want to spend on it, which which determines how many views it gets. So it's really, I think we got to put a call into uh, Mark Zuckerberg's lawyers, try to pull a yeah. Winklevoss twins action here, get a piece of that. Yeah, we had we had that uh, patent in first. <laughs> Call my lawyer. <laughs> well, what shocks me, speaking of like it seems like forever ago, was we talked about this a few episodes ago. Was the uh, the the fact that the setless game came out like the year that we released the site? I mm-hmm. thought we'd been going for two or three or four years before we brought the setless game online, but man, didn't seem that, that long ago. The, compared to how websites launch these days. Um, so much feature when ants w- launched, it had it was content rich, as po- as opposed to a lot of these days now. A website will launch and it'll have one thing, and they just do it, and then it'll kind of add on, and that's just the nature of software development. But um, yeah, when ants launched, it was um, it was full fledged. That's right. No, no, no little. We were top of the rung. Yep. We were making. We were taking aim at that uh, VH1. Fan site. I don't know what it was called. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I forgot about the the, the award. And Nancy's yeah. had won it the year before, and we're like, oh, we could do that. And so we we're, I think we passed Nancy's in user registration within a year within a year and a half of existing, which we were really proud of. Not that we disliked Nancy's. I mean, that was just simply a goal, a bar that was set that we wanted to to meet and exceed. And um, the the next year they didn't VH1 didn't do that, so we're like, well, let's just <laughs> shut the site down, forget it. <laughs> yeah, well, if we're not going to get that VH1 um, web award for best run music fan website. Darn it! Why are we doing this? I still cry myself to sleep often about it. <laughs> I, I've made my own. It's sitting over there on my. Shelf. <laughs> <laughs> well, so um, we have Hartford Night one going on tonight. We have twice the smell for you coming uh, tomorrow night. So another two night stand at Hartford. Um, and then we're moving on to the FLA, Jake's home state, where he calls home now, um, including a very interesting wrinkle to the Jacksonville show. Jake, man, tell us about that. Yeah, they're going to, uh, they being Yahoo, is going to stream the Jacksonville show. So it's the first of a series of um, concerts that Yahoo's going to stream, and they're going to open it up with uh, DMB. So make sure you tune in Tuesday night to, uh, to watch the show. Um, the big question is, what is that going to mean? Um, you know, is the set list going to be more generic or whatever? And, and honestly, it probably won't affect anything because 
um, DMB did this uh, in Florida in West Palm Beach in uh, 2006. They streamed night two, and it really didn't make the set list any different than what it probably would have been in the first place. The only difference between that show and any other show was Dave's voice was actually shot that night, so it was a little bit rough if you were listening. So you don't go ahead, Joe. Well, you don't think that they are less likely to pay a cover song for something that's going to be streamed? I would be willing to bet that the members of the Dave Matthews Band do not even know they're being streamed. Mm, I think they do. I okay, like with that. Yeah, no, I think they I, do a little. They do like a little PR thing, like sit them down, like guys, this is going out on the internet. Please do not say something stupid or do something stupid. Because if that were true, they wouldn't have done um, uh, back in in 2011 when they when they streamed the shows from um, Gorge, they wouldn't have done Good Times, Bad Times, because that's the whole thing with Zeppelin. You can't do something with Zeppelin or they'll shoot you or something I, or stick a, vi- a fish in your JJ. I don't think you there's know? any kind of like, hey, heads up, don't do anything stupid. I think it's just, hey, just so you know. And I don't yeah, think I, it's anything more than that. Uh, all right, hang on. I got to look at the set list now. Stand by while we do our favorite part of the broadcast, while we click on websites to look at things. What are you uh, looking for? 8-12-2006. AOL broadcast the concert. One sweet JTR hunger for the great light, not a great light. Oh, this is such light. a shitty set. Wow. That's a, I, that's a lot of DMB covers. I had an <laughs> idea you. There's yeah, not but they a single doing cover. A lot of, but they weren't doing a lot of covers in 2006 anyway. Oh, they played Can't Stop. Ugh. That was early Can't Stop. They played Jimmy Thing. Yeah, Dave's voice was completely and utterly shot for that show. Oof. JTR was good. I remember that. And then it kind of went downhill. Yeah. Break Free was good. Yeah, I'm not, I don't care for that one either. I like Break Free. Yeah. So, yeah, I you know, they didn't really do. But, th- I mean, does that set list seem like something that you might want to... Is that something not... you might be interested in? Well, back in 2006, yeah. Yeah. But not now. Well, there's no everyday songs. That's a freaking winner to me. That's not... Oh, yeah. That's, oh, heavy stand-up, though, right? Yeah. Well, you can't... Beggars can't be choosers. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. Pretty weak, yes. uh, pretty weak encore. Sister ABI into two step. I don't really care for that either. Yeah, but, two step closes too much in West Palm. So if 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 you're played play Dave right in a set, you have you have this rare song, let you down, whatever. Um, that you've been holding back and you want to play. Do you think you you you're more likely to do it on a webcast because it might be viewed by more people and get more attention, or less likely to do it on a webcast because it's you know it's you know kind of mass media or it has no bearing? Well, yeah, I would say it has no bearing, but I mean you know from a marketing standpoint, you would say to them, hey, you know if you play this now, maybe you'll sell an extra ticket or two. But I mean that's strictly from marketing 101. I don't think it would have any. I don't think it would even cross Dave's mind, to be honest with you. Well, what if if Dave knows he's on a webcast and he wanted to mess with people's head on the webcast? Like, what can I do that will like make these the webcasters kind of like um, go crazy? What are you, are you what are predicting? You, what... Are you predicting a people people opener? <laughs> be awesome. No, but secondarily, though, a webcast now it's I mean it's really cool. But I don't think that people would get any more excited seeing something on a webcast than they can get from Twitter right now between the pictures and the video clips and the tweets. I mean, what's happening at the show is already getting out there in one form or the other. So him playing something weird on a webcast is not creating, generating any more like rarity excitement 
than a regular tweet saying they just teach uh, spotlight would. I don't think. I don't know. I don't. I'm, here's what I'm thinking. So, the, I would think that there's a chance that this webcast gets viewed by non DMB typical goers. So, does he play? I don't oh, know. That's what it's for. No, does you're he, right. That's exactly purple, what it's for. Purple rain or something, or something that gets all people, you know, going. What? Dave Matthews playing is playing a song that I like. That's a good point. This is not for a DMB fan, I don't think. No. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, you're going to have fans sitting around on a Tuesday night, and maybe they have a, a a way to get internet on their big screen TV or something, and sit around and watch a concert in the comfort of your living room. You can't be. Yeah, that. but Dave's not. Dave's not going. If Dave's thinking, what I have a webcast and I might do something different because of the webcast, he's not going to do it for the typical fan. I think we'd all kind of agreed that yeah, he's not going to do that. Um, but would he do it for the the non-typical fan that he's now getting exposure to? Would he play, mm, you know, more radio-friendly um, songs? Would he play a cover that, um, you know, general general public likes? I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. You'll see Watchtower, hundred bucks. Yeah. Yep. Awesome, because I haven't seen that in like a year. Jake, can you give me Watchtower plus four hundred? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that would that would I would wish we could program something in it. It'd be some it'd be sliding on the t- on the uh, trending towards degenerate, but I think it'd be cool to give songs odds on each show coming based on the songs that were played the night before. You know, whatever whatever an odds maker puts into it. We did that in two thousand nine. We did it for the the spring tour. We had a big. We gave away a t shirt or something. Put in your bets for what the if you thought was going to happen. Yeah, but they weren't. I, I'm talking like virtual, every night, virtual currency, right? Every night, like like every concert was a game, and every song had a, a money line to them. I'm pretty sure we'd have to move the site off the United off States shores. property. <laughs> <laughs> it's not legal. It's marching.ca or something. No, it'd be cool though. If we could probably do it with uh, with Monopoly money. Oh, I'm not doing it. Just so you know, for the record, not it. Yeah. No, I think it, it'd be fun. It'd be good. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting. I think, yeah, if you could, um, if you could put out a bet there, like you said, if you could, you know, you could put out a, hey, I'll give you this kind of odds, and somebody could take you up on those right, odds. Spotlights but, a, a plus five thousand. Yeah, and I maybe I put up the, maybe I'm the one that posts that because I feel confident they're not going to play it. Ten to win five hundred. Yeah, exactly. And then at the end of the end of the end of the tour, you see who's got the most cash in their pocket. Boy, Everyone starts with a, a um, set amount. I will say it again. Jake's last name does start with Vig. <laughs> not, a, not a mistake. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's great. Do you don't like that, Jake? Does that does that get you bent? No, I I, I just I think it's a great idea. I just think we're gonna have to move offshore. That's all. <laughs> no, I'm talking about your last name in that in that oh. reference. Yes, yes, that's very that's. Well I put. like it, man. I think it's cool. Yes, I, that's my ancestors planned that from way back in the in the old days. Wow, he's salty. He's a salty dog oh, over it. I thought it was the other way around. I thought that the word came from the name. Right, the name Actually, came first, and and yeah, exactly. Yeah, the name came first. Then Actually, it's it's from the vig is vigorish. That's that's the added things to a wager. That's what vig comes from. Vigorish, not vig is in vigliati. The way that he's that's all bent out of shape, you think it was vag. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, it's it's in the in, in in the old country it would be biliotti. Biliotti. Yes, you drop the G and the V sounds like a B. The V I G I L is actually the ancient German 
of course, for Vigil, which would be William. I'm going to be saying Filiati for the rest of the night. Filiati. Filiati. I speak English good. I learned it from my own. Filiati, my fan cool. You can't say that. I love it. We have Italians listening. They know what that means. Yeah, shout out. What's the Italian site, Jake? Oh, what is the Italian site? What, what's her site? Um, Corsina's site. She'll be here in, um, that's right. She'll be here in Florida. Um, Confusion. Confusion. Dot, uh, yes. Yeah, dot I-L, I believe it is. But she's great, of course. And they actually do an English version of the site. You should go over and check it out. And actually, it's funny you mention that because Corsina actually wrote a book um, that is only available in Italian right now. However, sources close to me have confirmed that it is going to be in English Amazone. soon enough. Yes, so keep an eye out for the English version. Or if you want to learn Italian, pick up the Italian version. I have an app on my phone called Duolingo, which seems to be really, it's free, and it seems to be a cool way to learn learn a language. I mean, hell no, I haven't opened it once, but I downloaded it. Um, and I thought it'd be cool to, to try to learn. And that would be my, my language of choice to learn if I was going to go learn a second language. Well, yeah, second language, but. I have, I um, I'm trying to think of the one I have. I think I, I, think I use Babbel. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. I have it yeah. for Italian and German. Deutschland. Cool. Well, hey, how about some uh, how about some ants questions? Ants questions. What do you think? I'll take that as a yes. Here we go. Yes, sweet. Go right ahead. Chris Totten, uh, Tottenham at CD Totten. Ask ants. Do you think that Let You Down died with Leroy? It, if it doesn't happen this tour, I can't see it happening ever again. I would assume he's referring to the whistling outro of it. Um, no, because I, I've heard the song once in my life, and that was Dave and Tim. So they can play it without that, and then they can do it with Dave and Stefan if they really wanted to. And In fact, Stefan sent a tweet out, I think we talked about it a week ago, uh, that he was listening to Let You Down practicing it. So no, that's, I don't think that's... He didn't I, say he was practicing it. He just, well, he didn't say that. He said he was hoping to hear it, or whatever the heck he said. His... Tweets are so cryptic, you can never figure out what he's saying. He's like Joe M. Yeah, I think just like <laughs> yesterday, he's like, wait, Boyd's on Twitter, and he said, do people still tailgate? And, I mean, he's being ultra sarcastic. You would think so. But regardless, no, I don't think it's done, and, and I think that there's a very, very good chance of hearing it this year. Now, if you don't hear it this year, you have to say to yourself, okay, if I didn't hear it in an acoustic set, am I ever going to hear it? That is a certain... I think that's a fair question. That's a fair question. And, and a Gorge Tree Night Stand is a perfect place to hear it. So either I just put a little pressure, a little gamesmanship on the band right there, or I just jinxed us and we're screwed. So yeah, I, I, I would go as far as to say I would be surprised if you didn't hear it at the Gorge. You oh, All right. Someone How's put a star on that. Put a bookmark on the podcast. Jake will be surprised if we haven't heard a song that hasn't been played since, huh? 1997. Look at you. Wait a minute. There was teased last year? It's been teased a couple times. Oh. It was teased. It's been teased a lot of times, but. Not identified. 04 was the last uh, tease that it opened up. And it seems to be Fonzie with his uh, bass. Seems to be teasing it. Yep. It's all Stefan teases, so meh. But 97 since it was in regular rotation. Well, semi regular. <laughs> Hasn't been played well, that a lot. Was, yeah, I mean, that was, I think that was just David and Tim tour, too. Yep. Oh, yeah. Stanley Theater, Utica, New York. What? What? Wow. Hometown. And I saw it. Um, I saw it in Providence, in lovely uh, Veterans Memorial 
Coliseum at Johnson and Wales University. Ah, the, in, in the, the, in the Johnson and Wales University. In the greatest unreleased three-song run of all time, Deed is Done, Crazy, which we know as Captain the good, now. The Good Captain. Yes, and Little Thing, back Ooh. to back to back. Ooh. You don't think you don't think Irvine show the last show of the year they would like break out a song like that would they? I would respect them for that. I, I would, but then everyone's gonna say, "Now you play it." No, no, that's what I like. I hate when they pull out a song they haven't played in eight years and then play it six shows in a row. It takes the specialness away from it. True, and then it, 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 and it's less sour. Like if they would have played it the first show and then didn't play it the rest of the tour, you know how pissed people now, would. If be? they played six songs they haven't played yet, I'd be pissed off. But one, <laughs> no. But the the one that everybody wants to hear. That's okay. Hey, good for Irvine. So they go let you down, people, people, spotlight. You're gonna be like, what? I'm gonna be a little pissed off, and I think we'll get on. No, the that was only I, was that only four? He said five. <laughs> I'll be spitting fire. <laughs> Well, I, I would be ultra upset. I mean, one of the things about going to the Gorge every year is you get three shows, you get the end of the tour, so the band has been playing songs all all tour summer long, and usually they can bring them back into rotation because they have a three-night stand, and you get to hear 15 maybe something. lady songs. Yeah, 15 lady songs and a couple Danny Barnes songs. Oh. Um that you didn't get to hear because they maybe they didn't play them in the in the city that you were. So that's the nice attractive piece of gorge. But if if that didn't happen, if let you down were to come after that, I think there would be a lot of sour people. But you hey, would that's... be le- you would be let down. Oh, 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 oh! oh. All right, Boris Fowler at Boris Fowler <laughs> asks. I think you never know is an incredible song and would be a great closer. Agree or disagree? Joe, go. Which song? Sorry, you never know. Uh, not as a closer. Nope. No. Nope, not for me. Uh, uh, I, oh, thank you, dogs. I'm glad for Muggsy <laughs> to chime in. Thank you. That's, uh, that's a no also. I'm going to disagree with Muggsy and um, with Joe M and say, I actually would like anything um, different closing. I don't mind that at all. They did that a lot in 2004, changed up the closers, saw Warehouse as a closer. Um, that was really cool. So I like the little things like that, the little different closers. I could deal with that. I, I'm a big fan of like. Uh, you never know anyway, so. Love you never know. Is set, set closer or encore closer? Either one. I'll take it any place. I don't Open think it fits. I, don't, I see what Jake, I see Jake's point. I do like, but that doesn't mean just because it's different, it's a good fit for a closer. And that's where I am. I don't think it's a good closer. I love the song. And, and it's, it's things like that that aren't particularly difficult to play. Um, that, I really, that's what bothers me the most about this band is that certain songs just seem to be a, the perpetual doghouse. They could bring it out and they dust it off and then they play them ten, nine out of 10 shows, which completely defeats the purpose of a sporadic rarity song. And then it goes away for another six years. That drives me crazy. Yeah. And that's what they did in 2012. They played it a lot. Um, and now it's gone. And that's another song I wish it would stick around, like you were saying. They're Just... not a band, and maybe acoustically, yes. And I think we've discussed that and seen that, you know, the rehearsals of these different arrangements, you know, they just don't have the playtime in to be able to shuffle that much in. I get it. There's no reason they can't play You Never Know Tonight with zero practice. There's no reason. 
Do you I, do you follow this band because they play unique songs, or do you follow this band because you like their music? Because I like their music. Then it shouldn't matter. But it doesn't need to be mutually exclusive. If I'm following show by show by show by show, do I follow do I follow the tour because I like their music? Not as much as I like to see the variation in set lists. How about that? I'm a fan of the band because I like their music. But now that I'm already in the door, now I'm going to be a little picky. <laughs> yeah. That's but fine. Let's be honest, though. The band has set this bar. This is the band's doing. No, I think, I think we set the bar for the band, and they're trying to do their best to meet it. I've seen James Taylor. I've talked about this. I've seen James Taylor a dozen times. My father's seen him time, multiple times in the same tour. And he says he plays the same songs in the same order and tells the same stories with the same wording between the same songs as the night before. That's bullshit. I don't get how they do that. Like the stories that that's you, what most bands do. I know the stories that you tell and the words you use to tell the stories have no bearing on the people you're performing with. If the band members change, I don't get it, and I don't like it. So the band has never done that in their entire career. They've been dynamic. That's the band setting that bar, not me. True. I agree. I absolutely. But so sit on it, Joe. But dynamic doesn't mean that they have to bring back one song and then not be allowed to play it for the rest of the tour. No, no, no. I, I know. I'm just saying, you know, beggars being choosers. Uh, if I have to form an opinion and share it, I'm going to say that the, the whole aspect that, of a, a bar, rare that, song. That's a bar you're setting, that not their setting. You want to know what it is? If I can be completely honest, I want to go to a show. I want to get a rare ass song. I want to play Spotlight and then F everybody else. I never want to see it again because I got it. <laughs> There's the truth. There is the truth. <laughs> but Finally. I can, but, but even if I'm not there, I can see other people wanting that special moment and not like, oh, I was the first of a run of, I was the second of a run of 15 shows in a row. They played the stupid ass rare song. And you yeah, but, love that they can't get it. Absolutely. But we do that now. I mean, every every fan does that now. You you hear a song, you're like, I mean, we, we were there in, in, in Charlottesville and we heard that spoon and we knew as soon as we heard it that was the best spoon. We're like, oh, hey, I heard the best spoon right there. Doesn't matter. You can play spoon the rest of the tour. Doesn't matter. I heard the best one. I was there. I was standing right there. And people still do that. Brag about, yeah, well, you know what? You may have heard Halloween, but you know what? I heard the Halloween fake. I saw Joe M. run his ass out of the lounge up to the the venue and leave his girl behind for Halloween. So I saw the best performance. (laughs) But that's my my point is that isn't that part of why you're still going to shows? Not you, the biblical you, the people that are listening to this. I mean, you're going to hear things unique so you can go, hey, you know what? I heard that. And it could just be like. Like Matt said, it could be that one performance of Spotlight that nobody else hears. Or it could be, hey, you know what? I just heard the best, most kick-ass version of Spoon that they they will ever play, and they'll never top it. Yeah. Right? I, it is. Is that why you go to a billion shows, Joe? I mean, Joe, you saw 13 shows last week, and there were only four of them. That's why you went to all of them, right? <laughs> it, took me a second. it took me a second to get that. <laughs> That's why I go, Jake. That's why I go. So you can come back and go, dude, I just heard the greatest cornbread you've ever heard. <laughs> and brag about it to every I can't even I can't even remember the songs. I go for the people, made a lot of good friends, and that's the problem is they all, and there's friends in every city and I want to see them and it's hard to say no when you get the opportunity and I want to go have a good time and I can't think of a better time better time to spend um, you know, spend a 
spend a night then with some friends at a DMB concert. Yeah. So that's why I do it. At this point, it's clearly not about what songs they choose to play that night. It can't be, or else you're going to go home disappointed. Yep. It really is. And Joe, Joe's got it right. And I, I'm trying to get a little bit more of that attitude. Of course, it's been two years since I've seen a show now. So I think, I think I'll come away from the gorge pretty excited no matter what. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the vote of confidence. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. David Jordan at DMJVPI asks, Ants, which song were you most surprised or excited to see as a set opener? Oh, God. How, none of the above. No, that's not true. Um, no, I know. I'm just being facetious. Actually, you know, I saw Granny open um, in Atlanta, and that was, I was not expecting that. So that's something I was not expecting as a opener. I guess Sledgehammer. But do you would think? Be do you think this is in the context of this tour? I, I would say said, yes. Right? This tour. Yeah. This tour. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sledgehammer closing the opening set, or the yeah. I'm sorry, the second set. Um, yeah. I mean, that's something I really would not have expected. That minarets openers. I mean, that's that's love pretty minarets. Cool. Uh, beach. I'd be happy with minarets. Uh, beach ball. Oh. Uh, I really like the Dave oh. solo. I really like Dave solo album. I do. Um, I think that'd be cool. Uh, Whiter Shade of Pale is a great song. Um, I don't really care for Dave's version all that much, but yeah, I'm kind I, of in the same boat as you are. I, I I like the song a lot too, but I'm not crazy about that version. Yeah. Um, other than that, I'm I'm not really inspired. I I wish he would play more Some Devil overall. I'm just I'm just because I'm looking and I see O oh, and I see So Damn Lucky opened. Um, a set, uh, an acoustic set as well. I think that's a, it's a I great mean, we, song. We've talked about this before, and and I will never understand how Dodo has not been played yet. Uh huh. I, I just it completely befuddles me how that hasn't been played in however long it's been is just shocking. To they me. got that horn section right there. Those guys love to play arrangements. Yeah, there it, it is. I, I just, I, I just seem like yeah. such a natural. You know. That, that would be a song for them. I don't think the band or anybody connected to the band listens to this podcast, but it does seem like we've seen some songs break out, Beach Ball, things like that that we've talked about. So to whatever gods we're praying to here, can we maybe get a little Dodo? That would mix this tour up, I think. That would be great. Dodo would be great. That would yeah. be a surprise. Make you want it, an acoustic or you want an electric? I don't know, Joe. Make it so, though. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I mean, I would almost go as far as to say that that might be the number one song I would want to hear that has not been played yet. Really? I, I think, I think so. I'm, I'm trying to just kind of run through my head of even stuff that I haven't seen. Um, cause I still haven't seen Kit Kat Jam, which is a freaking crime. Oh but, boy. But I mean, I would really love to hear them try Dodo. Hmm. I mean, uh, think of the Dodos. Yeah. The, the Kit Kat Jam is another thing that. Man, it's great music. It's just rocking, right? And especially with Tim crunching away on that electric, he could just hammer on it. I just don't know why they don't just break it out. Like, just between songs. Don't try to sing. Don't try to scat. Just go ahead and play it. It'd be so much fun. Another thing. No reason. And it doesn't need to be a long song. It could be three and a half minutes. Play it. Mm. Yeah. I'm just grouchy now. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jared A. At Jared Alabest. What I like this question, by the way. What unreleased or unrecorded DMB song would you like to see make its way into the next Dave Matthews Band album? Dodo. Dodo. Nope. Released and recorded. 
That counts. That's a bad. That doesn't count for this question. Mm-mm. Not valid. Not a valid answer. Try again. Uh, I would actually. There's two um, that I would be interested in hearing them try again. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm I know. Worried. I know. I, go I got one. That I don't Jake's want Jake to take my shit here. Go ahead. You guys go first because Jake's going to. I can always shot. change it up. Jake's going to pick shotgun. I can just. Oh, uh, screw you, Joe. You're going to pick shotgun. Yes, I'm going to pick shotgun. You just blew it. Well, then pick it. Shotgun. I said it first. No, Why? I, I want some production on it, though, too. I think that be, since the Lily White firing back in 2000, that producers are gun-shy to lay a hand on the music. That's why Buss's stuff was the most rushed garbage production of all time. Um, some Devil was better, but that was a different vibe. It wasn't the whole band, so I don't count that. But it just seems like even when Lily White came back for uh, Away From The World, that... It almost sounds like there's less Lily White on that album. And I think what made the first three albums so great were the copious amounts of Lily White's influence. I And I think Shotgun is a song that really could lend itself to a lot of complex layers, a lot of subtleness. Um, and I want to, and I want to hear that. So uh, I want to, I want to hear Shotgun. Joe, go ahead. Cause I can always change mine up. JTR. Ooh. Ooh. I want. You, I would love. I would love. I mean, it's hard to beat the live JTR. So I'm not sure what they could do to it in the studio that would make it better. Um, yeah, but how but, good did it sound on the Lily White sessions already with very little production? Yeah, I know. Um, so yeah, I would, I would love a. I would love a JTR studio that I can blare as loud as possible. All right, Jake. Way back on July 3rd, 2003, the band uh, got together during a sound check way back in the old days when they used to sound check. And they performed a song that um, was recorded illegally by uh, IEM. So I cannot tell you that I have heard it. However, if I did hear it, and you might be able to find it at your local torrent spot <laughs> called something like uh, Get Me High or something like that. Um, that is the song that I think is just screams fun. It is just a perky, quick song. Dave just added the lyrics so he could change them to whatever the heck he wants to now. But it's just a simple little fast paced, upbeat song in the realm of Rapunzel that I think would go over very well. I would love for them to try that. That is probably the best untapped gem they have. Is it just a jam or it's an actual song? It's a song with Dave singing lyrics about getting high and stuff and looking at girls. And is it better than Jimmy stuff. thing? It's my God. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying we've been there. I mean, there's, there's a couple, you know, light lift me up is a fantastic <sighs> song from 2001 that was never um, released. It's been recorded a couple times. It actually got teased in 2001 in, uh, at the gorge, just the chords of it, but it's never been played live. Um, so, you know, that's a song that would be great. I'm thinking along those lines. But that, that 2003 jam is just would be a very fun song. Speaking of which, that show has a killer set list. Save for the closer, uh, it ends, the show ends with what you are, and that's just not what I like. But um, Pig Granny, Fool to Think. Now, I find this interesting. Joe, you'll like this. Fool to Think by the people there was rated a negative 0.16. So by the people at the show, it was not highly regarded. 
Mm-hmm. Not at the show, a full 1.0, which sounds to me like Jake was voting on that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm marking it right now. Minus one. <laughs> Let me refresh the page. And, and guess what? It is now down half a point. Let me see. Let me see. I'm refreshing. I'm reloading. Hang on. Oh, that's so disappointing. I'm going to have to vote it back up. <laughs> the low that, point of that, that show. That set list, though, is actually, that's the best set list on paper. Great of the entire set tour. list. You got Pig Granny, Fool to Think, One Sweet, Pay for What You Get, Drive In, Drive Out, A Star Spangled Banner, Tease, Bartender, You Never Know, there it is, Where Are You Going, representing the low point in the set, uh, 41, Too Much, Dreaming Tree, Billy's Crash, PMP Rapunzel, and then through the Encore, Blue Water, Tease, Into Typical, Into What You Are. That's solid. That's pretty that's good. a really really good show. That is the best show of two thousand three. Let's see, absolutely seven three. That was a show flow rating of sixty three percent. Boy, there are some highly rated shows. Uh, night one of the Home Depot Center in Carson, eighty one percent show flow. Well, it's hard. I mean, we have to see how many people voted, right? That's if true. One person that's, voted. That's true. We have to see it. No, and that's but, that um, to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but throwing it back to you know unreleased songs, let me throw this one out there, and I'm, I'm curious both of you guys take. Would it? Would you like to hear people, people recorded in a studio, or is it not the same with the more mature sounding day voice and band sound? You know, is people, people what it is because of the old, you know, classic sound, and it's not really worth the studio? Or would you want to hear a studio version of it? Go ahead, Matt. I'm not going to say no. Uh, I see what you're saying, and quite frankly, uh, I don't even remember what the song sounds like. I'd have to what? listen to it. I don't mean what, what I listen wait, to. Wait, wait, wait. Go ahead, Jake. Sing it. How about if I just hum it? Okay, go. Well, you know, the, the thing I was going to say about it is that was back in the good old days when Dave thought there were seven oceans. So <laughs> that's that's the part about it that I miss the most. That's seven tumbling oceans surround the land that I dance upon. Black and white in the rainbow. <laughs> five colors in my eyes, I believe it is. So, I mean, that's a, that's a good song. That was a song Peter wrote the music for, and Dave came up with the lyrics, obviously, because he thought there were seven oceans, just like he did in Typical Situation. But um, I, that's one I think that I would almost rather them not do studio-wise, which is kind of weird, but... Yeah, that, and that's kind of what I, uh, that's kind of where I was going, too, is, is that I, I like that old sound of the people, people that we have from recordings, um, and... I think you hear a version today, it's going to sound like a cover band. It's not even going to, it's not going to sound like, it's not going to give you that same feeling. Do you have the same, the, same the old... comment about Blue Water? Mm, oh. I mean, if they did Blue Water, the full blown out baboon farm version with the giant jam and everything, I think, I mean, that could be a, a studio track that could just get, I mean, medieval. Yeah, why not? As far as I, I'm, the band... I will never forgive Glenn Ballard because he, the lasting effect was the band tightened up way too much, I think. Um, sonically, it's still just too tight on an album. I liked it when they weren't afraid to put an 11-minute track on there, nine-minute track. What's the average time for the Before These Crowded Streets? It's got to be like eight minutes for the track. It's great. Um, just not seeing that anymore. And, and where Blue Water could run 15 minutes on a studio album. Just do it. I'm going to send you people, people, and force you to listen to it. It's not like I'm going to object. Go ahead. <laughs> you, should, you should play it right after we get done talking. There you go. That'd be nice. 
Let's see. Is that that seems to be the last question? Okay. So, a couple things before we close out here. I I think we meant to make this short, and once again, it's probably going to end up being like an hour and seven minutes, like every other podcast we do for whatever reason. Um, supposed to yes, be forty-one minutes. We're yeah, right. Times two. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about the. Best we didn't even talk about forty-one. 41. What's 41? to talk about? Play forty-one. Forty-one. <laughs> So, um, still working on the Ants app, making some good progress. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm, it's still something that we might end up um, releasing before every feature is ready, and then just releasing updates to the app to to add more functionality. I just don't know yet, uh, but we'll see. Well, well, the 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 base what it's already have is a significant improvement. So yes, uh, yes. So it, it's it's not like you're getting something less. Oh, oh hang on, hang on. It seems like we have, we've added a member to this call. B-Rad, can you hear us? Uh-oh, Brad. Yes, I can. Hey, Brad, how's the crowd over there? Yes, hello. How's the crowd sounding? It's sounding wonderful. Tell us about the first set. Uh, first set was pretty cool. Uh, the entire band was out for the entire set. Uh, I'd say probably the highlights were recently, and then uh, what would you say? Um, it's pretty cool watching uh, Farder and, and even uh, Stefan uh, in a different setting than uh, the normal electric set. So now, where are cool. you sitting? Uh, I'm at the pit, probably probably 10 people back, uh, right in front of Stefan. Not bad. So, uh, so the energy seemed pretty high up there, or does it? How is the smell? The smell is, uh, it's decent. Uh, I can't complain. It's, it's no, uh, no Camden. <laughs> Were there any, um, police horses running you over in the parking lot on your way in? Well, as a non-rookie to Hartford, the key is to go into the premier lot or VIP like we did today. And, uh, then they don't bother you. I love it. I love it. Well, so that they should probably be almost out for the second set pretty soon, right? Uh, I guess probably, I don't know, 10 more minutes so. So how do you feel about putting your phone up and saying, say hi to the AntsMarching.org podcast? Would that be weird? Yeah, we can do that. Let's see Let's see what kind of reaction we can get. Say hello to the AntsMarching podcast. Hi! I know, everyone's uh, everyone's drinking their beer. Yeah, and, it's not uh, exactly like the band ready. coming out on stage. Yeah, they're uh, they're excited. Awesome. Well, Brad, hey man, thanks for calling well, in. If we get one more, Brad, oh, go ahead, Brad is, that, is the guitar out for the first song yet? Uh, we actually have the curtain out, so we can't really see. Oh, curtain's down. Okay. Well, no. So it'll be a surprise. All right. We'll All watch. right, man. Brad, hey, thanks for calling in. That's Crush Live on the Ants Marching Org forums. Be Brad, we love you. See you, man. Hey, love you too. Take care. Hey, yep. Well, that. Right there, ladies and gentlemen, on podcast forty-one, was a first. We got that, called a call from the sh- while a show is going on, uh, live re- live reporting from the show from the pit of no, no other, um, and got to hear what's going on. So that's that's pretty should, cool. We should get Brad some media credentials for that. He deserves it. You are <laughs> looking live. <laughs> It's like he sounded like he was in a hurricane. <laughs> yeah, that was. A, yeah, you could. It was definitely a lot of background noise. Yeah, on we're that. sorry. I mean, if that bothered anybody, we're sorry about it. But it's pretty cool, though. Still, I, we would love to 
Who knows? Brad, can you describe the tornado when it went by your trailer? <laughs> Not bad. So uh, what do you fellas have planned for the weekend? I'm going to go play mini golf. I'm Spoken like a true geriatric. Yeah. Going to use I'm... my over 55 discount and everything. Because <laughs> I'm old. Drink. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's part of the drinking game. Um, I will be car searching. Not the most fun thing to do. Can I uh, can I recommend a Hyundai? Sure. Can I recommend dealing over the internet? You that reminds me. You were gonna tell me a story about um, an elephant and a mouse. <laughs> I don't think Matt will let me. No. no <laughs> that's I'm, an ants, that's an ants plus. That's an ants plus one. Yeah. So we'll tell- uh, Joe, little pro tip: uh, email multiple dealerships. And just basically say, this is what I want. Give me your best price. Get the best price from that round of emails. Send them back out to all of them. Say, can you beat this? Beat it, you know? And then you're done. Oh, and always be. always get a, um, always get your loan from the bank first yeah, because they the will dealership. beat that. They will beat it anyway. You can go to the dealership and they'll beat that because you can go in and, and you, or you can just go and say, you know what? I got one five from my bank, so beat that. The problem with all that, guys, is you have to know what car you want to do any of the things you just talked about. You don't know what car you want? No. You want something roomy, like with a side sliding door, like a minivan, or I want like a yeah, I want a little um V um yeah, a Lotus. Uh, a Lotus. Yeah, I'm gonna right. put it out there right now, Jake. I got odds on a Prius for Joe. That's what he's gonna end up doing. Uh, he's gonna get a Hyundai. You watch. He's gonna get something with good mileage and boring. Tesla. Yeah. I would love, uh, Joe, if you got a Tesla, that'd be about the most un-Joe car, but I would love you for it. <laughs> Basically, yeah, so. uh, he walks into a dealership, give me your most practical vehicle, and that's what he's going to get. That's what he's going to get. What, the most, what is the, what has the be- what's the most practical to cost ratio car? Oh, that's what uh, I'm saying, practical, including the cost. Yes, 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 yeah. Um, and you will see me riding to the next Dave show in it. Yep. Uh, what about you, Matt? I don't really have plans for the beginning of the weekend. Sunday, I will be in downtown Seattle at CenturyLink Field. The Seattle Sounders are opening up the entire stadium for a rivalry match with the Portland Timbers, who we just shit-stomped on uh, Wednesday in the U.S. Open Cup tournament up at Starfire Sports Complex, which is where the Sounders trained. 4,200 people right on top of the field, screaming and harassing these losers from Portland. For uh, 120 minutes, we went to overtime. That was awesome. But seeing the uh, the homecoming party for DeAndre Yedlin and Clint Dempsey, our, uh, our national heroes, uh, in front of 67,000 people is going to be pretty crazy. So if you're near a TV on Sunday night and got nothing to do, 7 o'clock uh, Pacific or 10 o'clock Eastern on ESPN2, uh, Seattle Sounders uh, hosting that, the is, Portland Timbers. Is that right after the um, World Cup final? Cup finals at like uh, 1 on the Eastern... 10, 10 a.m., uh, 1 p.m., so it's earlier in the day. It's yeah. going to be a long day, man. Going to be drinking yep. for that game, drinking before the Sounders game, and drinking at the Sounders game. So, yeah. Bonnie, A lot of drinking. So. Oh, Bonnie's driving home, no doubt. <laughs> I got the Heady Topper. Brad, who just called in, sent me a beer bomb shipment, included a can of Heady Topper, which anybody who drinks beer out there knows is like the, the East Coast IPA. I've never had it, and it's sitting in my fridge, and I said, if we beat the Timbers on Wednesday in the Open Cup, I'm going to drink it. 
but it went to overtime. I didn't get home till 12. I had to wake up at five the next morning. I'm not going to enjoy this beer. No, I'll see. I'll, I'm going to double down. If we win on Sunday, then I'll drink it. So, uh, and if not, you'll send it to me to drink. I'll be so pissed. <laughs> but yeah. Yep. But that's nope, my. You're, you're drinking it either way. Let's put. If 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 let's not say this, but if if tragedy were to strike, you're gonna have to console yourself, and you're gonna console yourself in that beer. I don't know if I'll drink that beer, but I will drink a beer. Uh, <laughs> Holy a. And speaking Holy. of beer, there's some ants plusers um, talking in the in the forum about. Hey, I'm gonna be going out to the gorge. What beer can I bring? It sounds like the ants RV. Might have to get some kind of liquor license with how much craft beer is going to be in there. Um, I know I'm going to be bringing multiple special bottles of beer. So uh, if you're going to the Gorge, let's get it started. Let's plan some beer, some beer swapping and tasting. I would love it. Mm, that'd three be day, sweet. Three day shit show. Yeah, no, no do a do a um, mid. Uh, I think the gates are opening early, so maybe we do like a, you know a little early uh, afternoon, a little beer tasting, beer exchange. I would like that. Yeah, yeah. Still, nobody knows what's happening at the gorge. It's the biggest mystery of anything right now. Well, we were everybody. Talk- everybody I talked to at the shows is like, "Hey, what's happening with the gorge?" Yeah, nobody knows. We were talking it's about it, and, and plus two, and because somebody asked, you know, "Why don't you guys throw a party out there?" And like communism, and Jake knows this. He's made this comment too. It sounds great on paper. It's a West Coast venue. Um, we haven't done a West Coast party. You know, it'd be great. Sure. How are you going to get food? We want to do it up, right? We can't just, we're, we're going to have a little get together, but it's not going to be a, an official hosted ants party because we want to provide you guys with stuff, free stuff, prizes, giveaways, food, drinks, stuff like that. And it's just so remote. It just can't happen. Yep. So not, remote. Not to that extent. And and to to do those parties, we rely on a lot of help from vendors and you know donations and yep. uh, I mean the ones that we have done, we we have to thank um, the venues that have hosted us because right. they've contributed yeah, like, so much to let us even do it. Like Michael from Monoloco. I mean, one of the greatest you know Mexican fusion restaurants I've ever been to, if not the greatest, and he hooked us up incredibly for that party. We had so seven hundred and fifty people there. So much food, so good food. Yeah, that burrito with the fried egg in it. Oh my yeah. god! This was not just... chips and salsa. This was oh. like carnitas. That that was the nosh. Yeah. Oh man. Did, did we get some good pictures of the food? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I got pictures. They're up on the over. site, I think, aren't they? Okay. Yeah, I knew the. I knew we had some. I didn't know if we had yeah. some off the. If, off if it, you're too. in the Charlottesville area, you have to go to Mano Loco. It is by far the best guacamole you'll ever have. And he's always doing amazing stuff. Um, so, yeah. Literally, somebody emailed me and asked me, because uh, we used to have that up on the site. And uh, when we did the last merger, a lot of that, uh, some of those pages got knocked down. So we don't have their big ants, I mean, um, big Seville tour we had. But that was one of the sites I told him to go to. Go to Monoloco, walk in there, and you tell them ants said hello. Yep. Well, yep. Jake, Jake, remind me which page got lost, and I will, uh, I'll put it back up because we awesome. still have them. Okay. But that's yeah, our yeah. weekend. No, I was just gonna say, yeah, Monolook, great place. I mean, great food, but then also if you're uh, if you're part of the late night crew, um, it's a small little establishment that seems to stay open pretty late drinking too. So if you can't make it for dinner and want to have some fun afterwards, you stop by for a drink. Yeah, yeah, man, makes me it makes me wish we were back there. Maybe, maybe sometime soon. They're going yeah, there. They're, they're going there this fall. Huh? The band's playing Charlottesville this fall. Have they announced a fall tour? I'm did telling you, you right now. Oh, did you're you just me. announced that? 
Did, did, oh, according did, to sources. Did you just scoop? Have you just confirmed the fall tour, Joe M? I can. <laughs> Very Are nice. You, is this the Joe M two sets tour or is this the DMB two sets tour? That's a good which, point. Which one are we talking Joe, about? Joe, what's the set list tonight? <laughs> did you write it? <laughs> well, I, oh, guess, I guess that's yeah. as, good a, as good a time as I need to wrap up. I mean, this was supposed to be a 41-minute show. 41, play 41. I suppose 41! I, I could trim it down, but I'm, I'm not going to. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so thanks for listening to the podcast. It's, uh, you know, what we started. We kicked these things back up at episode 33. So this is our eighth episode in a row. Eight, two months in a row. In a row? I'm surprised. I'm surprised uh, that we were able to do this, but it's great. It works out. We have fun. And uh, thanks to you guys, we're, we're keeping it going. So uh, once again, thanks for listening. Hit us up on the uh, discussion thread. You got some thoughts, some comments, some insults. Go to the uh, discussion forums and and comment comment on the site. And we're available on Stitcher, on uh, iTunes. Hey, hey, you're listening to the show, so who the hell cares how you can get it? You got it. So uh, thanks again for listening Tell- to the answer. Well, go ahead, Jake. Jump in. No, Kill my flow. Shit. <laughs> I that wanted to say Joe. I wanted to say tell a friend to download it. And then also I said again, shout out to um Brad Crush Live for uh for the call from the show. Absolutely. I'm gonna go into radio voice now, so we're gonna shut it down. Ready. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Ants Marching the Lark Podcast. You folks have a good night. See you later. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB.